God, just keep going. Why not? <laughs> All right, well, hi, I'm Karen. Here in the, we're gonna be doing another, The Struggle of Being Christian. This one is gonna be about the struggle of uh, trusting God. There's some scripture, I can't wait to tell you the name of it, but I know it by heart. Um, it was one of the first scriptures I ever read when I decided to open the Bible myself and read it. That was when I was 27. And I opened it randomly and it said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your paths. And when I read that, of course, I started bawling because here it is, you got somebody who has just like done all of the above and has just like partied hard, quote unquote, lived my life. <laughs> and um, here it is. I opened a Bible and then this is what I read. So I just opened up and um, I saw this heading and I wanted to read it to see how it goes. All right, this is from Isaiah. This is Isaiah 51 and it says, a call to trust the Lord. And I know that's, <laughs> that's most of us our problem. We don't trust nobody, self-included. Um, we don't trust nobody. So how is God expecting us to trust him? We can't even trust people. So. Let's, let's jump into this, <laughs> all right? So listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. When I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will confront Israel again and have pity on her ruins. A desert will bloom like Eden, a barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel. My law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below, but the skies will disappear like smoke. The earth will wear out like a piece of cloth. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know right from wrong, you who cherish my law in your hearts. Do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults, for the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as it eats wool, but my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up, wake up, O Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Flex your mighty arm, right arm. Rouse yourself as in the days of old when you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile. Are you not the same today? The one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over? Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans? Who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon all your, you 
captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord, your God, who stares up the sea, causing it, its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping over its last drink. Drops. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you. Desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets. Helpless as antelopes caught in a net. The Lord has poured out his fury. God has rebuked them. But now listen to this, you afflicted ones who sit in a drunken stupor. Though not from drinking wine, this is what the sovereign Lord, your God and defender says. See, I have taken the terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand that cup to your tormentors, those who said we would trample you into the dust and walk on your backs. After reading something like that, what else can you say? <laughs> um, dang, this was a long passage. I wasn't expecting it to be this long. Um, I didn't even look to see where the next one started. I'm gonna say this though. If you're familiar with reading the Bible, or maybe you're not, um, people of Israel, who's supposed to be God's people, man, they were hard-headed. They followed God, then they didn't want to follow God because they care about what other people thought. But here it is, you have the mighty God on your side, but yet you still want another human being to lead you. You know, I, I realized something about people, there sometimes, some people are gonna be forever ungrateful. Not everybody. It's funny, it's like we do it. We don't put our full trust in God. We see what God has done in our lives and we'll still turn around and have doubt. We'll still turn around and lack faith because it's some new situation. Like if God didn't get you out of that, one like he couldn't get you out of this one just because it's something new and people go back to their ways they go back to doing them they go back to getting drunk having sex worshiping other gods and worship other gods mean you could worship your job you could worship the car you're driving you could worship all the chicks you date and screw and have sex with you could worship the boyfriend that you have because you know what he buys you everything but yet and you sleep with him but he's y'all not married you should you could worship your friends and want to hang out with them all the time you could worship the club because that's where you spend all your time you want to smoke and drink and party. That could be your God. And people don't realize that all these choices we make, every single one of them affect our relationship with God. Just like those same things affect relationship with people, they affect our relationship with God. If you would date somebody that went partying all the time, got drunk with her friends all the time, eventually you'll get sick of her or him, whichever one. Um, if you were dating somebody who you knew was having sex with you, but you knew you weren't the only one and he was having sex with everybody else, you know you would be pissed with him. But guess what? Y'all are married. So it's no different like of our relationship with God. And yeah, we can go to church on Sunday. We can post up all this stuff on social media, posting how much we love the Lord. But here it is. No, we don't. Because we're not willing to give up nothing. We love the Lord, but I'm still have this boyfriend and still keep having sex with him because what? You don't want him to leave you? You don't want to be lonely? You don't want to not have somebody. There's a lot of things that we do that show we don't have any trust in God. And we want to keep doing our own thing. But our own thing, we know it keeps hurting us. It keeps causing us pain. And it's not working. <laughs> keep doing the same thing with new person, day in, day out. Somebody new. You break up with this person. You turn around, you get with this one. And you start doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. You're just doing it with somebody new. It could be sex. Sex is your God. 
or getting high. Getting high could be your God because it gives you your relief for the moment. Whatever it is that we choose to do, if we're doing things that we know, you know deep down your heart, it's like a little whisper that keeps like whispering at you, mm, maybe I shouldn't do this, but you just go ahead and do it anyway. And every time you end up getting yourself in another hole, in another hole, in another hole, and every time it feels like you're digging yourself in deeper and you have no clue on how to get out. And honestly, you can get out. It starts with you giving up what it is you think you should be doing and seeking God first, talking to him, telling him what's going on. He knows what's going on, but he, y'all need to have a relationship. It's not about him knowing what's in your heart. It's about y'all talking and y'all having a relationship. But I think like what all people forget, they'll be like, oh, God is love. But yeah, God is love. And when you love your child, guess what? You discipline them. You whip their butt. After you talk to them, they don't listen. You give them a warning, they don't listen. You put them in the corner or put them in their room, they don't listen. After that, you got to whip their butt. You got to give them something where they will feel it. Because you know what? When you love your child, guess what you do? You spank their butt because you know you want them to be better. You want them to do better. You don't want them to just run loose, run wild forever, because if you don't care, you'll let them do whatever. And there's a part in the Bible that says, God chastens those that he loves, meaning you you, you get spanked. When he loves you, he'll spank you to get your attention. Because clearly, you just keep doing your thing. You got warning after warning, you still not paying attention, you just keep moving forward. But I'll say this, there's no hole that you can dig that is too deep that you can't get out. There's none. There is no hole that you can dig that is too deep that you can't get out. And I'm saying that from personal experience. Um, I mean, one day I'll talk about it so I don't make this video mad long. But uh, that's it. That's it for me. Anyway, I just want to thank you for watching. I hope y'all enjoyed this, uh, this video. I hope the first part wasn't too like boring. Um, but the more and more you start to read the Bible, it doesn't all sound like some foreign language. Like, it all starts to make sense. Um, God is for you, but who are you for? Are you for yourself? Are you for not caring? You don't give a, you don't give a care? You just gonna just do whatever? So nobody cares, so you're not gonna care? You weren't built for that. Anyway, I just wanna say thanks for watching. Bye.